0: Hey guys, welcome to the Bagna Boardcast episode number 346.
1: I'm Chris. I'm John. And I'm Paul.
0: And we're a weekly podcast that comes to you in three ways.
1: And in this week, in stereo. <laughs> wow! <laughs> uh, the first way we come at you, though, in stereo, is uh, The Week in Geek, bringing you the t- top geek stories of the past week. The next is the list, the comic books that we are looking forward to coming out August 9th, 2017.
0: And we always up with, oh, I can hear myself. Oh, okay. So <laughs> that was weird. And we always follow up with our weekly rotating main topic. And this week it's time for our July look back. We're going to be looking back at some of the number one issues that came out in the month of July. And for that, we have Star Wars Droid Tales number one, uh, Batman Dark Days the casting number one. Yep. <laughs> Spider Man <laughs> two number one. Yeah. <laughs> Ducktales number zero. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Trying to remember the other one. This is what happens when I don't have my notebook in front uh, of
1: me. Astonishing X Men number one.
0: Yeah, that was the one, that was the one that I liked.
1: Hey, good for memory though, Chris.
0: Tried. Failed on the last one there.
1: Pretty good though. But hey, but hey you... at least
0: I remembered to bring my beer with me today.
1: Yeah, you didn't fail on that. And Chris, I'm very interested in knowing what you're drinking. No, is it out of a turquoise labeled bottle?
0: This. I would call this more of a teal. Oh. Um, But today all my beers are going to be from Modern Times Beer out of San Diego, California. Um, They had a huge end cap at my local beer store. I actually picked up one of each of everything that they had. Four of the beers are actually in cans, and then the fifth one's in a bomber. Um, They were all four-packs, $10 a four-pack. So I figured that was actually at a good price. So I had no... No hesitation to buy four of them, and then the one bomber size bottle, which was also $10. Um, but yeah, uh, John picked the beer for me to start off with, and this is their Loma Land, a bright, rustic Saison. Um, you turn around the can, something that they do I really enjoy. They actually tell you the gravity of the beer, the IBUs, and then the straw. What's the straw? Uh,
1: I think it's the color. Is it I'll like a low this- number?
0: This is a two point five, and I would definitely say it's like yeah. a like a wheat color. <clears throat> like, yeah,
1: like that um, that's something that a lot of people are starting to do now. They call it straw or the uh, S R M or something like that, or S R W. It, it,
0: it does say, um, yeah, it's S R M and then slash straw.
1: Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's the it's the colors. Um, the, obviously the 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 darker it is the higher the number um and i think it only goes up to like in the I, I don't think it goes to 50 uh most stouts end like in the 30s um but yeah that's something i just that's something that people are starting to do
0: interesting it's an, it's another number for us to look at and <laughs> about. I, this um. one
1: actually I, it makes sense
0: <laughs> this one, it's like a sliding scale. Like It really doesn't make sense, by the way. Yeah. Uh, but something else they do is they actually tell you the hops and the malts that they use for the beer. Uh, this was brewed with Czech Saz hops. And then for the malts, it's a Pilsner malt, flaked wheat, flaked corn, and two-row. Um, a lot of information for me just to be like, yeah, this is a pretty decent Saison. Um, it's got kind of that banana bread, yeasty uh, spice that you're looking for on a Saison. It's bright, refreshing. I keep all of these in the fridge because everything that I picked up from them, it's all very lighter beers. Um, no porters, no stouts, uh, all on the ale side of things. But, yeah, you know what? This this is good. This is something I've uh, been happy to have in my refrigerator. Um, nice and crisp, clean. I dig it.
1: Um, so when they call it, uh, it's a rustic saison. Bright and rustic. Bright and rustic. That's they're just
0: naming it that, or yeah, that's just kind of their. Um,
1: I didn't know if like they were using something different. No, for they're it. their
0: branding. It's very minimalist. It's literally just a white yeah. can. Um, then it has three different color bands on the bottom of the can. Um, like I said, this is the teal one, and then it says the name of the beer on top. So this is Lomoland from Modern Times Beer, and then underneath it gives like the brief description of it. So bright, rustic saison. I mean, yeah. Hmm. One of the other ones I have is a Hoppy sessionable pale ale. Ooh. That, that might be the one that I skip because, you know, it's it's basically just a Sessionable like, type uh, IPA. It's, it's good, but you know what? I I still have that bomber I got to try. So,
1: I'm talking about bombers. <laughs> We're drinking of a bomb uh, of a bomber. Uh, we are. Uh Cellar diving for our beer this week. And um, we broke out the partnership, a collaboration series between Heavy Seas and Main Beer Company. This is a red IPA coming in at 7.25. And unfortunately, this was best by August 1st, 2016. So we are drinking a year-old beer that... The hops drop out, but it stays as a nice, like, I mean, you could serve that as an Irish red and I'd be happy. Mm -hmm. It was all right. It was malty. It wasn't, I don't know what it was supposed to be, so I'm not missing out. Well, this is something. This
0: is one I had, like, last year on the show. I picked it up when I moved down here. Um, I believe this is also one I was still able to do show notes. So if you head over to bagandboard.com and just search for, like main beer company or heavy seas this uh should pop up on what episode it is if you want to hear that review uh and uh
1: yeah it was um it was something that Chris raved about he gave it a 4 out of 5 stars
0: I wouldn't say that's raving 4 out of 5 that's a good that's a good solid beer heck yeah uh Uh, I I gave my Loma Land the Saison I'm drinking a 3.25 I mean it's it's a step above Vargatory 4 is a good beer like if I see it I'll order it
1: yeah uh anywho Raving. he That's uh paul he there. spoke very highly about this beer so paul found it uh-huh. and bought it and then um we didn't drink it for a year that is true it's been in my uh cellar fridge and uh i was like oh we'll drink it for the show and then it got a little longer and i'm like i don't want to drink that alone because it's a bomber because I didn't want to suffer through it if it was really bad, so I'm like, nope, it's just going to sit here until we finally do it. I just, well, because we went on the longest run of being like, this came out two days ago. We, we're this came pretty pretty fresh. out fresh. This got canned at the brewery. We drove it here. Uh-huh. <laughs> like it came out today in a can. We got it. We're drinking it.
0: Yeah. But by waiting on it this long, you've made your streak even worse. It's ended. Yeah. It's dead and buried. Rugged.
1: Uh, yeah. So we we've drank a lot of really fresh IPAs. This is just balances it out. Now on average, we drink our IPAs three months old. <laughs> <laughs> wow. It's pretty is, unab- pretty intense. Uh <laughs> you need to drink on a
0: curve, I think.
1: <laughs> you know what's intense? I sit out in front uh, on my stoop all the time and drink. No, it's intense camping. Hey, Camping's ooh. intense unless you're staying in a cabin. Yeah, or a lean-to. Would a lean-to be considered a tent? I think so. Or a shanty town if you have a whole bunch of them together. <laughs> towns. <the>, is that <laughs> still camping? All,
0: all the cool kids are calling them Hoovervilles now, Paul.
1: Oh yeah, flag your Hoover flags. Turn your pockets inside out. <sighs> uh, those More were
0: those
1: those Hooverians. They were the real millennials. Things they were better, poor the when before it was, was cool to that. be poor. Yeah. They were poor before it was cool to be poor. Peeper in, in Shantytown. Peeper, Hoover. Peeper in Hoover Towns. Yeah. Yeah, see? And they came from the greatest generation, right? It was after it was right after. Or was
0: I think that's it was before.
1: Yeah. Greatest generation from in the, World that War Two, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So and then right in then they went into then they became soldiers and then they suddenly became the greatest generation. No, it was the, it, because that was like the twenties. So it'd be twenty. They gave up everything because they would have been had nothing. greatest generation would have been like would have been born, then right during the in shanty towns they would have been born in shanty towns. <laughs> That's what made them the greatest guys. The millennials generation, not the not the millennials but the generation that they'll have will be the next greatest generation then there we go, calling it calling it, 30 year prediction just waiting
0: but at that point it's going to be a self imposed shanty town. so I don't know
1: <laughs> well made of tiny homes mm. <laughs> the tiniest of homes the tiniest of homes there's some show about like a traveling tiny home <laughs> that people go and stay in it sure. seems weird
0: Anyways, what I think, I think you're thinking about the movie R V Star Robin Williams. <laughs> Don't well, worry, that happens to me a lot too.
1: You know what's really bad is I went to the drive-ins and i, I watched the movie Click with Adam Sandler, which was awful. With the remote control that fast forward his life? Yeah. And then uh and then we watched uh R V mm-hmm. and it was like a brush of a breath of fresh air. I was like, oh, this is this movie is great. Oh, this movie is hilarious. Oh, Robin Williams. It was great. It was a great movie. Don't talk ill <laughs> of RV in front of this guy.
0: I wasn't. It sounded I was like you
1: were bad-mouthing about...
0: it. I just think you were thinking of that movie as <laughs>
1: well. Okay. About the tiniest home that people go live in? Yeah. All right. So, anyways, we news. got some news. That's the thing
0: that happens on the show.
1: Yeah, it's been a while since we recorded. We we're brushing off. We we've been stuck
0: <laughs> because we haven't been doing this for like eight years.
1: Well, also, cumulatively, we've been stuck in a car for like eight hours today. So,
0: <laughs> I I only worked until noon. I came home. I read some comic books. I took a nap. I woke up. I ate beef stroganoff. Hey, that's my day.
1: Hamburger Helper, man, good for you. Beef, beef stroganoff, Chris. Was it hamburger Helper, beef stroganoff?
0: It, it wasn't. It was actually just like a frozen oh. beef stroganoff that I put in the oven. I don't know, if it's like Stouffer's or Marie Calendar or something like that.
1: I just assume when good. I hear when I hear beef stroganoff, I assume it's hamburger Helper.
0: No, it's okay. And it's like positive review of that because I only found like one mushroom in the whole thing.
1: <laughs> hey, Yay.
0: mushrooms. They're the devil's fruit.
1: (laughs) They eat off of dead and decaying things.
0: Can we still go into the news?
1: Yeah. No. No. Uh, I'm stuck here. So uh, we we got some some cool um, images coming from the Deadpool 2 uh, movie. We got um, what Cable's going to look like, which I really enjoyed the look of him with uh, Josh Brolin. And then we also got uh, Domino, mm-hmm. um, which I also enjoy the look at. I mean, it's just a person with a a circle over their eye, around their eye, mm-hmm. you know?
0: Yeah, I'm not sure of the exact pronunciation of her name, but it's like Zazzy Beats, which I think is an awesome name.
1: It's a pretty cool name.
0: Uh, of course, you know, people have issue with what she looks like because comic book nerds pick apart everything. Um, like we said in the pre-show... I have no strong feelings about Domino either way, so I'm just like, oh, Domino's in the movie. Cool.
1: She's one of those X characters that came out during the point where there was way too many X characters for me to keep up on or care about. Like You were Blaine. reading
0: X-Factor, Paul. Yeah. Strong those were the, guy.
1: He was, I was reading X-Factor. Not that new mutant bullshit with X-Force. <laughs> yeah. X-Factor. Yeah. Multiple man. Strong guy. Hilarious. The classic characters. Uh, and Paul's favorite, Wolfsbane. Wolfsbane. Also a classic. Classic characters, guys. And random. Hey, hey. Uh, a- a- X-Force had uh, Feral. She was their wolf creature. <laughs> yeah. Everybody. He needed a side wolf character. Uh, uh, yeah. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> anyways, a-, a Domino just... Yeah. People are complaining looks like a, about the it cable. Just looks, it just looks like a person. Mm-hmm. They're saying the shoulder pads aren't there. They need the the big shoulder pads on cable. Come on, shoulder pads are stupid. And that his arm looks too uh, robotic and not techno-organic-y enough.
0: Yeah. Uh, That's dumb. It looks great.
1: Go go make that, guy. (laughs) (laughs) Go make that plausible. I mean, I think it looks good. The only thing that I thought was weird in that picture was, why is there a teddy bear hanging off of his belt? That's... That is the weird thing, but that's what's supposed to make you think, because oh. it's a Deadpool. <laughs> I thought Why is it you were going to say, because it's a dead boy, and I was going to be like, what? <laughs> no, because, like, Ryan Reynolds had the weird, you know, they always take weird pictures, right? Like, Ryan Reynolds' first look was him on a bearskin rug. And Domino's was her on the Deadpool the outfit. Deadpool rug, yeah. Um, yeah. So you needed something to be like, what's that about? Is it Maybe met- it's
0: his uh, from when he was a kid, and, like he's already time jumping. Who knows? Yeah, uh,
1: but mm-hmm. I even thought like the 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 metal neck, little portion of his neck. I I, I thought he looked good.
0: Yeah, the metal. Yeah, he's neck got here. like the cybernetic eye. He's got the scar over the other one. Like he he looks like Cable, but you can still tell it's Josh Brolin. Like, I think I think it looks good.
1: He's got pouches, guys. He's got pouches, and I heard uh, Josh <laughs> Brolin went through some ser- serious surgery to make his ankles as small as they could be, <laughs> and still have feet plausible to walk on. See, I didn't see the feet in the picture, yeah. so that, yeah. that's that's good to know. There, now,
0: there you go, authenticity.
1: Now, now, the real question is, which one looks the most like the comic book character? Thanos Josh Brolin or Cable Josh Brolin? They're both or, Josh Rowland.
0: Jonah Hex and Josh
1: oh. oh, That Jonah Hex shit birds out of his mouth. <laughs> he did shit some birds out of his mouth. That happened. It, it happened. <laughs> that it, was, movie. it was Paul's favorite moment. <laughs> because that movie made a long-running joke of uh, an actual thing. <laughs> It was so bad. It was really bad. It it, it could have been good. Josh Brolin actually said, like, the movie he had signed on for was, like, just him as a, a, like, a man with no name, Clint Eastwood-type bounty hunter just shooting and killing a bunch of people. Like, that's what the movie was supposed to be. No, the inventor of the conning Dune actually creates uh, weapons of mass destruction. Yeah. Yeah. They, uh... They... The Wild Wild West that movie. Yeah, they did. Uh, but Josh, I think Josh Brolin looks good. Oh. I think the, I think Domino looks fine. Like yeah. I have I, I yeah I don't care what Domino looks like. They could have had someone in there, any color, any. Paul was saying that people were complaining about the maybe the frizzy hair. <laughs> they could have had any of that as long as there's a circle of another color around that person's eye. I'm fine with it. Yeah. I, I agree What if they're two clashing colors Like a, a really bright green And then a really teal yellow. and topaz Okay I don't know those colors So sure What if it was teal and topaz John uh, It's a different color I'm fine with it well, Okay, Well, Just wondering Alright So what other news We got other looks at characters right We got other first looks and another character? No? I don't remember what else other news we had. Yeah, I forgot, too. It's been a long day. Chris,
0: I feel like, I feel like that was it. Because the only other thing that I really brought to the table was the stuff... Uh, oh, Netflix. Netflix. From Netflix. Yes! The Netflix stuff. Um, and you know that Netflix Lord giveth and the Netflix Lord taketh uh, announced this past weekend that Netflix actually purchased the rights to Mark Millar's uh, Millar World stuff. And if you're wondering what this entails... Miller World is the comic book imprint that he has. That he did stuff like The Kingsman Under um, Chosen, which was about modern day Jesus. The Unfunnies, which was like a adult kind of cartoon, but in comic book form. Uh, I don't remember everything else because I'm not was big a, Mark
1: Miller. What if Batman
0: was the Joker? Oh, ne- what was that called? Nemesis, Nemesis or something like yeah. that. Yeah. 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 Uh, but yeah. We've always said that Mark Millard, he does stuff with the intent to have it picked up and be turned into a film, and hey, Netflix must have been listening, because there you go.
1: You know what I would like? An actual good version of Wanted. That'd be fun. Not that abortion of a movie we got. Uh, Yeah. And then on the heels of
0: that, what happened, Chris? Um, announced Disney pulling out of Netflix uh, and launching their own streaming service coming in 2019. Uh, uh, make that two streaming services, Chris. Oh, that, well, that I didn't hear. I only heard streaming service, but it was going to like. Is that not including all the ESPN and uh, other stuff?
1: That's like yeah. That's the second, oh. uh, the ESPN and Sports Network is going to be a separate. Uh, they're saying that it's going to have uh, over 10,000 hours worth of content uh, for their sports, and then all their ent- their quote unquote entertainment brands will be on uh, the streaming service that you know Netflix would care about. Okay. Uh, it, and th- the thing is, is right after they signed the deal with Netflix, I remember news coming out that they were going to be working on their own streaming. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like, oh, it's it's going to happen, like.
0: Was, yeah, I think like the whole Netflix thing was them kind of testing the water to see, is, is there a market for this? And I definitely think there was, because as soon as anything Disney owned or made popped up on Netflix, it it was a new story. Like, when Moana came out, everyone was like, oh, Moana's on Netflix, Moana's on Netflix. Same thing with Zootopia. Um, Rogue One was the last one that people were like, people I work with were like, oh, did you see Rogue One's on Netflix? I was like no i saw that movie last year when it came out like i own it on dvd like that's cool though you, you can finally enjoy that
1: right um, now the plans aren't for the streaming service do not include lucas films or the marvel studios films though
0: which was kind of something that i was wondering because what does that do for the marvel netflix properties like daredevil jessica jones luke cage all that
1: well those are deals that are signed so i'm sure that at the end of those deals like something would hap- would come up from and happen because i'm still picturing this marvel uh, this disney streaming uh service is that you know let's get to the kids because like you know it's kids programming kids will sit there and watch the same episode episode over and over again and
0: uh paul i'm an adult and i have netflix and i watch the same episodes of the office over and over, and over. i just started watching friends days,
1: yeah uh i think that's where it's kind of marketed to and the, the sports is trying to get those other cord cutters that are the ones that are interested in just watching live
0: sports so sports coverage. The, the pauls of the world's
1: yeah. mm-hmm. broadcast mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, because if you cut the cord now there's not much children's programming on the antenna other than the first, like, few daytime hours of PBS and on Saturdays, NBC. Like, everything else is... Uh, or, or maybe it's CBS that has the kids programming on it. I forget.
0: Maybe I'm just not a TV watcher anymore, but doesn't that kind of not matter since basically Internet solves all of those problems?
1: Well, that's what they're trying to recapture those people that are just watching things on the internet. Bring them back into watching, you know, their programming, their their entertainment line.
0: Uh, because I understand Disney's doing this because now instead of getting some of the money from Netflix, they now get all of it. So yeah, it makes sense.
1: But, but it doesn't. Surprise. But it won't start happening until 2018 or 2019.
0: I think it was 2019, but that, I could just have 2019 stuck in my head after all of the D23 stuff that mm, was yeah.
1: So I'm interested to see what happens with the start with the Lucasfilm and also Marvel stuff because that's the stuff on Disney on Netflix that I end up watching the most. Yeah. Like when those, like you, when you said, "Hey, Rogue One," I'm like, "Yeah, that's that's when I watched Rogue
0: One again," even though I own bought the DVD. Or, I'm anyway. not gonna lie, like when Moana came out, I. I have the DVD, but I watch it on Netflix. Same thing with Zootopia, because mm-hmm. it's easier to just select it from the streaming menu than it is to
1: stand up, up like some walk kind two of club, feet, walk open a, seat, a case, put it into a machine, and well, then I go do sit down.
0: That. Help me, Bag Hutch. Um. <laughs> 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 that was just for John. Um. <laughs> Bags, bags, bags. <laughs> oh, God. Um, I would explain ass
1: pennies to somebody the <laughs> other day.
0: Oh, I touch so many pennies a day. <laughs> um, no, uh, but something that we kind of like, we didn't discuss it, but it was mentioned. As soon as this was announced, Netflix stock took like a five point dip or 5%. It was five something. I don't follow the stock market.
1: Five point. would say uh and but also disney also took a hit so it was like one of those weird things where
0: i think it's so bizarre because i mean that's disney just taking more ownership over its brand which people seem to like and enjoy
1: but disney's uh digital services have never have historically not done well like when they bought club penguin it was a huge thing Disney was going to own it, and then it it kind of just lost its way. But they also bought it at the wrong time.
0: Any type of online game, though. I mean, you could say that for anything that's kind of that flavor of the week. Because you know, yeah, people were batshit crazy about Neopets too. Mm -hmm.
1: And then them getting into then them having two different two different times. Disney's went out and bought their did their own game studios, and they folded them in. Know after a given year, and they're also, and I think a lot of the people that bid down on if I'm get too close, then I'm tapping out on the recording. So if, if Disney goes all in, I think the stock market people are saying that if their service doesn't launch flawlessly, where people can't stream it, you know, as soon as it comes out, if there's glitches, if the quality isn't as good as Netflix, people will just complain why did he pull it from Netflix?
0: Netflix knows how to do it right. Like, I, th- I think they'll be okay because they already have something kind of similar with their Disney movies anywhere. When you buy a Disney DVD, you have a code in there. When you redeem the code online, you get points that you can redeem for awards, but then it also unlocks a digital copy of the movie for you that you can download via iTunes. Uh, it, it's Not an out there idea, like everyone's kind of doing Some sort of version of this Like Ultraviolet or whatever Warner Brothers does, where you get the digital copy Mm -hmm. But I I feel like the infrastructure is there where They just need to create the Website hub for it, and then There you go
1: Yeah, the infrastructure might be there But I'll point to Blizzard And the infrastructure is there Except for every day one of a new Expansion, that infrastructure Goes down so, if there is a big push for it, and then on day one it doesn't work, I think people i think the stock market i think when Disney took the hit, it was just over those kind of fears like okay, they might have it, but if it if people don't respond well to it right off the bat like. How long will they keep subscribers? Well, the other, like, the other thing is, is is what are you going to be paying for it, and what content is it? Movies? Is it TV shows? Is Which it every, is. Is it everything they've ever done? Am I going to be able to watch Apple Dumpling Gang? That's what I want to know. Will mm-hmm. be I can a watch, rotating thing. If I can watch those classic movies that I love that Disney produced, that I mean, you can't find anywhere unless you really go hunting. <laughs> Am I going to be able to watch Mister Boogity? That'd be fun.
0: I feel like that's the thing they need to do. They need to go back into, like, those archives or I dip into the vault. Like, even though they're releasing, you know, those movies every seven years, they, they should have them on there because that's going to get people on.
1: Or even just, like, have some type of calendar and say, hey, this month it's Pinocchio. Pinocchio will be on this month. And then have it so people can... People aren't going to sign up and then quit and then sign up and then quit, you know, like... Once people sign up, they're just gonna be like, "All right, we're just gonna all right, right." I forgot to cancel that; it hit my credit card again. I'll just keep it. You I'll know, keep it. Keep it and yeah, I'll,
0: I'll keep it on. And then, oh hey, next <clears throat> month they're putting up this movie.
1: Yeah, I'll just stand. We
0: point blizzard like apple dumpling gang. I heard Don <laughs> say it's good.
1: They made a couple apple dumpling gangs. You know, Don Knotts was great in that. Love
0: was Going to be uh, the Incredible Mr. Limpet to me. Mm. Uh, yeah, and that's uh, that's news, guys. All of the news. We, we talked more about the Netflix stuff than I thought we would. Well, it's interesting,
1: and I'll see you guys start talking about stocks, and I got to talk about the stocks.
0: And Thank you for not talking about the sports too much, though. That, oh. that meant a lot to me personally.
1: No, I would have, but I I know my audience of you two. I can get away with some stock talk. And I'm stock looking talk. forward to Mr. Miracle coming out from DC. Hey, hey.
0: hey. No, I'm looking forward to talking about our next beer. Are you guys ready?
1: Oh yeah. We can we can do beer. Hang that up, and we through this one already. Kay. We are drinking from Angry Chair Brewing down in Florida. Hey! Uh, we are drinking Three Little Birds. This is a fruited Berliner Weiss. This is with guava, passion fruit, and a third fruit that is bird. It's bird. Guava <laughs> it's bird. It's bird bird. Gu- guabana guabana yeah that's bird that's bird that's <laughs> that's bird for bird yeah. that's you know three birds you're gonna enjoy some guanagal guabana uh-huh. that means bird <laughs> paul said so uh-huh. uh, I, I typed it into google translate that was, was that the same google that was like you will not be home for yeah. 15 minutes and you're like i'm 20 minutes <laughs> away uh so this is a, a really nice sour berliner weiss um those
0: we had that at the brewery.
1: We did have this at the brewery, all three of us together. Um, the the sour the the fruit comes in as a like a sweetness that reminds me of like a gummy bears kind of fruit flavor um, with a nice honey. Uh, I do I do enjoy this. It's not um, it's not the worst sour I've ever had. It's not the greatest sour I've ever had, uh, but this is very pleasant easy drinking um it's not incredibly harsh on your palate and it doesn't leave you with that acidic sourness that paul i know you are not a fan of i am not a fan of the super sourness but uh i enjoy i enjoy this one it has that tight bubble yep so it has that nice mouth feel on it that you know that keeps it light and crisp i think that bubble really helps it out because sometimes uh I think w- with a sour, it could be that sickly, overly coating of the tongue, and then you're just sitting there like, bleh, bleh. Th- This is a, a light, like, crisp sour that I- I- I'm thoroughly enjoying. You know, I could l- use a little bit more of the fruit, and I think the fruit was a little bit more in it when we had it at the brewery. Again, this came from the fridge. It's been a little while. so It's been eight months mm-hmm. since we've had it eight months since we've had it. Who knows how long they had bottled it when they had mm-hmm. bottled it. Chris, what are you drinking?
0: Uh, I'm also drinking something fruity and sour, and this is Fruitlands from modern times, and this is a sour tropical fruit goza. Um, I don't think Paul would like this just based off of what John said about what Paul likes. <laughs> this is, But this is very much that kind of citric, acidic... Uh, sour, Like it's really it hits you up front with that sour and then it just kind of coats your tongue with that like citrus. Um, but then when you go back and tr- like drink more, that's when that uh, tropical fruit really starts to come out. And they do say on the back of it, again, uh, it's made with passion fruit and guava and then Pilsner malts and malted wheat. Um, SRM is 15 Ooh. for pink. 17 IBUs and final gravity of 1.005 love that they do that it's cool um, this is one that you really need to kind of get past that first initial sip and this might sound weird but if you've ever had a monster energy drink Ooh. that first sip that you take where you're just like Ugh, tart yep. sour but then when you go back you finally you get acclimated to it that's kind what of what this is it's not my favorite sour, but once you're halfway through the glass and you just kind of like continuously drink it, you're like, wow, okay, this is almost like a tart, like tropical soda.
2: Mm,
0: um, it, it's not overwhelmingly sweet, but that passion fruit and guava, like they really, they come through a lot more once you just kind of dive into it. Nice. What I, I guess, I guess is. That sour life. I don't drink them too much. Um, again, not my favorite, but it's, it's all just about tipping your toe. You
1: Got to try it out every once in a while. I'm not. I'm not going to be a big fan. But you know what? I am a big fan of comic books that are coming out August 9th, two thousand seventeen. Yeah. <laughs> so many of those comic books that I'm going to buy. Uh, <laughs> and I know,
0: I know going to buy for
1: you. I know, not yep. on purpose. You're going to buy. Mr. Miracle, number one, written by Tom King and Mitch Jareds. Oh, Tom King, he's Stephen King's son, right? He's Stephen King's son, and he's also the writer of the Vision series. He's he's, he's not Stephen King's
0: The much discussed vision.
1: Um, Something Hill, right? Joe Hill. Joe Hill. Joe Hill. Oh. I thought it was weird. He looked, Jonah Hill looks nothing like no. Stephen King. Joe Hill doesn't look anything like Stephen King. No, he does. Uh, it looks like his son. Uh, looking but. forward to this. I enjoy Mr. Miracle. I've never really got to see him in uh, his own feature book. Usually he's making small appearances here or there. Uh, him in Big Barda. Mm-hmm. I love that those two are together. Wow. Uh, and um, <clears throat> I'm looking forward to this book uh, I was looking forward to more of this book As Tom King is someone who I enjoy uh, most of his writing And I thought this was Tom King coming in to write a character That like, hey, I love this character and nobody's writing him I'm going to write him And then I listened to an uh, interview where he was like Dark Knight Returns, Watchmen You know, all these other like big crazy books, and was like, I thought about all those movies, all those comic books, and then I wanted to write one just like them. Oh. And then it's like, oh, what are you going to write? Mr. Miracle. And I'm like, ah. Uh oh. I'll give you a chance on this just because I want to see if this book is good.
0: Uh, I'm going to direct you to a different interview with him. Uh go download the Word Balloon podcast that's Tom King talking about Mr. Miracle because it's an awesome story about how he went out drinking with Dan DeDio <laughs> okay. and how this book got pitched. And he's like, Oh, this is cool. I'm gonna you know, I'm gonna go drinking with the big boss. And after like three drinks, Tom King's like completely trash, and Dan DeDio still just like, and uh we're gonna do this and this. And then he was basically like Dan DeDio is like you pitch us the character, you got it. Like you can do whatever you want, and that, that and that's when he was like, "Oh, uh, uh, Mr. Miracle," <laughs> and then like he did the pitch, and they're like, "This is great. We're going with it."
1: So that just makes me want to have Dan De Dio on our show even more, <laughs> since he could outdrink <laughs> us.
0: Uh, excuse me, he sir. Sounds like a total, just like excuse bro, me, here. sir. Like,
1: we have had Dan DiDio on this show. <laughs> yeah, we have. And not not in Christmas form. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. We did interview him in episode 9. Episode 9, we had an interview with him. He's awesome. And made a Canadian Uh, blogger
0: very upset.
2: (laughs) Fuck me! We scooped him. Got scooped.
0: (laughs) uh, This was actually on my list. This is a book I'm looking forward to reading as well. I really enjoyed his work on Vision. We're going to be doing Vision Volume 2 next episode. Spoilers for this month's uh trade and policy but also his batman work's been really solid too we really dug the war of jokes and riddles
1: yeah i've been uh, i've been buying those
0: and like he he seems at home in that kind of batman universe and i've never gotten into any of that uh jack kirby like fifth dimension was it like new guys new, new gods thank you uh, it, it's just it never spoke to me, but I feel like Tom King's kind of a grounded enough writer that he can take something crazy out there, and it's not going to be crazy out there.
1: Paul, what are you looking forward to? I'm looking forward to a book uh, that's been coming out, and I have not been checking out, uh, but I want to see how it ends, and that's Gotham Academy second semester uh, issue twelve. Uh, it says here. Uh, 2016 through question mark, but then again, it's ending because it says the final issue. So, maybe it'll come back for a third semester. Who knows? Or the second year, I would guess it would say.
0: 10-year anniversary.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah, the 10-year anniversary. But I want to see how this ends, because I wasn't sure ever where it was going in the first few issues we read. uh, The very first, before the new DCU. Um, Yeah. Yeah, I didn't know where it was going, so seeing how it wraps up, maybe I'll be interested. Oh, it gets here? Okay, now I want to see how it gets to this point. I want to see how it gets from A to Z, yeah. But right now, up until this point, I haven't been interested in it because I didn't know where it was going. So,
0: Well, I I feel the same way kind of about this book as I did Gotham Central, because they both take place in Gotham City. They're both stellar books. They're fantastic reads, but they can only really do so much operating on the edge of that bat universe
1: exactly so who i don't know don't really care all that much but you know it's a light week it's only 299 i already bought two books this week <laughs> why why not buy this one as well i got a whole vision volume 2 to read this weekend i got a lot of reading to do i might as well throw this on top of that
0: yeah, this this is. I feel like this would be dessert reading to Vision, like after you read Vision and just whatever.
1: Got a lot of Tom King to
0: read, guys. Train wreck. <laughs> <laughs> Chris, what are you reading? Whatever train wreck Vision turns oh. into. Being. Oh, I'm sorry. Let me finish what I was saying. I don't know. You were saying whatever this train wreck stuff. Vision turns out to be, whether by story or just by writing, I feel like you might need a palate cleanser.
1: Hmm. This would be it, unless you have a better palate cleanser.
0: Um, probably not, because this is a book I'm going into reading knowing that both of these characters are going to die. And this is from Marvel Comics, and this is the Star Wars Rogue One uh, Cassian and K2SO special, special number one. Again, I say special, special because that's how it's solicited on Comicsology's website. It, it's a one-shot about how Cassian Andor and K2SO, everyone's favorite uh, probability droid, from Star Wars Rogue One met for the first time. Um, I, I love these characters. I love Rogue One. It's probably my favorite Star Wars movie, as weird as that is to say, since it's the most recent one. I, I really want to see more of this. And the thing I've kind of realized now, and this is something that we've talked about before, I want to read more of the Star Wars comic books. And last time we recorded, I mentioned how I had a really light week because I wanted to go back and buy all the books that I hadn't purchased over the past like two months. After I added them all to my card on Comixology, I was like, Ugh, that's too much money. I'm just going to buy the books for the look back.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: There's a lot of stuff that I could probably cut out and be okay with just adding on to my wish list and reading whenever it's a light week or it goes on sale. Um, books like Titans or Batgirl and the Birds of Prey. I, I don't need to keep up on those. I, th- I think I kind of want to direct that money more towards the Star Wars stuff. Hmm.
1: You made some good choices because I saw you also downloaded the Colonel Sanders <laughs> book and also the uh, Snickers book. So, you know,
0: those the, were free. They were free. free did you books. read them both yet? Um, I have not. I was I did. going to, but then I was like, oh, I have to read the actual books for the episode first. The,
1: the Snickers but, one. Not as good as the Colonel Sanders, uh, I have to say.
0: I mean, I, not I would as satisfying. That's, that's kind of a letdown, but at the same time, it's a free comic book tie into a snack food. I can't be too <laughs> letdown by it. Um, I, but I, I don't know. I feel like I, all the Star Wars books I've read, and I think we've read all of them, maybe not continuously, but whenever a new one comes out, we, we check it out. They've all been solid. They've all been really good, and it's adding more depth to that Star Wars universe that we love. So... I, I think I just need to buckle down and be like, yeah, instead of buying the Miles Morales Spider-Man book, which I really enjoy, it's not a must-read for me. I would I would rather read, read Star Wars. Uh, spoilers for my pick for the list coming out like next week or the week after. I can't remember. Uh, they have a Mace Windu book coming out said in The Clone Wars. I want to read that. That'd be cool. That, right? I, I, yeah. I think think
1: that's where i need to f- to focus well mace wind do or waste mace wind do don't there is no there is try. no
0: mace wind don't or mace wind try i don't
1: know yeah there we go there is no mace try it's
0: hard to speak like that
1: <laughs> and because chris requested it and now a dramatic reading of darth vader number three page five panel two Wait, I, did you pa- Paul paused? No, I didn't. Oh, I thought you, click, you clicked. You clicked. I thought you. I clicked because I thought maybe I was supposed to read it. Because <laughs> I'm like, I well, said what- because Chris requested it. I know it. Wait, and that it's a Star Wars. Was a dramatic reading from Darth Vader, number three, page two, page five, panel two, with John yelling at Paul in the middle. Would have said pause. (laughs) Good at that. You're good. You are good at that. I'm sorry, buddy. Producer. Are
0: we paused? No.
1: I would have said said it. Pause. I thought you said it. No. I said I would have said it if we were. Can we? we, Yeah, we we can pause pause, though if you want. (laughs) Yeah, we can do that.
0: Yeah. We'll pause, and then I'm going to grab my my next one. Guys,
1: we're paused.
0: And that's going to head us into our main topic, which, as we said at the start of the show, is our July look back. So, this is going to be some of the new books that came out in the month of July 2017 that we picked up that we thought, you know, hey, might be worth a look and might be worth a discussion. And we're going to start off with Spider Man 2, number one, written by Brian Michael Bendis with art by Sarah Pacelli. And this is a sequel to the original Spider Man miniseries, which told the tale of. Peter Parker, the Spider-Man of the 616 Marvel Universe proper, uh, meeting up with Miles Morales, the Spider-Man of the Ultimate Universe, back when the Marvel Ultimate Universe was still a thing. Um, since then, we've had the universes folded together. Miles is now in, quote-unquote, our Marvel Universe. Um, both spider man work kind of autonomously, but, hey, here we have them crossing paths and this is kind of the much anticipated tale of, Hey, who is actually the miles Morales of the real Marvel universe? Because he has a counterpart in our universe. He being miles Morales. Uh, so yeah, this, this is Peter Parker, miles Morales, spider manning up, doing Spider-Man things. Yeah. That's, that's about it.
1: Uh, the thing that took me out of this was on the cover. It says, who is the other Miles Morales? So then every time I turn the page, I'm like, is that him? Is this him? Is he on that plane? Where is he? It was much like when uh, I went to read the X-Men book that we're going to talk about. Uh, I I clicked on it, and it opened up on the last page. <laughs> and then the whole book I'm reading for that last page to be revealed and I didn't. I don't think I liked the book as much, knowing where that was going to go while reading it. Yeah, I can understand your your uh, your premise there, but that's the a page. that's a book for another time.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: We're talking about Spider Men. Uh, Chris Spider Man two. Ha- Spider-Man two. Uh, Chris had us read the Miles Morales book when it re- it, 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 it it relaunched within its own series and with a number one, and I liked it. I thought it was really good. Uh, I love the artwork. I liked Bendis' writing in it. And I have to say, because I haven't been reading the Miles Morales Spider-Man book, and we read a couple of the new Spider-Man books, but I haven't been reading either one of those, I read this, and I liked it. Um, This was probably my favorite book that I read out of all of these books for this. Mm -hmm. Oh. And it was the last book I read.
0: Ah. <clears throat> That's impressive. Uh,
1: I When I finished this, I double-checked who wrote it. And I was like, all right, Bendis, you did a good one. You got me on this one.
0: He, I, he's really good on Spider-Man. It's uh, mind-boggling. I,
1: I liked it. The only thing, and this is what I've been having a complaint with a lot of times with comic books over the last couple of years, is starting the book and then all of a sudden going one week earlier and then starting the story Mm -hmm. uh it just seems like a trope that everybody is using all the time in books it's a television beginning stinger yeah and it's it's been driving me nuts just start the just start the book
0: um or this complete sidebar but it kind of ties into what we were talking about before same interview with tom king He talks about how when he got the gig on Batman, he was told, like, okay, this is how you have to write a Batman book. Like, beat for beat, you need to start off this way. Then you have this happen. Then, boom, you have a two-page, like, splash of Batman in costume doing something cool. And then here you go. So it might be a Marvel, like, editorial thing where it's like, no, you you need to hook them and then start the story.
1: The thing is though if you're hiring a person to write a book they should just be able to write the book. Mm-hmm. Well, and I feel like especially this this is this is solely a Bendis thing for him to do. And Chris, like your your problem with this book if you want to talk about your what well, you know the, the thing that you are you have about this book. I mean I think it fits into this where mm-hmm. If you Go ahead, you can talk.
0: Okay. Um, I, I'm not going to completely mim- mimic John, but I really enjoyed this book. I brought the Miles Morales Spider-Man number one to the table for the look back a few months ago. I really enjoyed it. I kept on, on it for a while um, before it just kind of fell off my, my reading pile. It'll be back eventually, though, just when I eat, to make up money for a light week. Um, the writing on it's great. Bendis gets the characters... It's a fun read. Sarah Pacelli's art's fantastic. I don't feel like this book needs to be a mini-series. It could either be told in Amazing Spider-Man from Dan Slott, or the Miles Morales Spider-Man from Bendis, or it, this could be one of those crossovers that goes like, one issue, one book, one issue, like, the next title. I, I don't feel like it needs to be told this way, and the only reason they're doing it is because... It was originally a miniseries when the two universes were separate. I think it's great. I, I really enjoyed this book. I want to see where it goes. But I, t- I feel burned buying it because it, it doesn't have to exist. It could be in another form. Continue, John.
1: I don't, know. I don't remember where I was going to go. Oh, that, I know. I I thought I would, but then <laughs> I uh, I continued to drink, hmm. and then I started. Cool. Uh, then I started uh, brushing my finger over my mustache, and then I just started staring at Paul, listening to you, and I don't remember. <laughs> don't remember. Hey, where well, I was well, go.
0: well, Paul, why don't you tell us your thoughts on the book, and maybe John will remember his. Uh,
1: the only I, I the dynamic with Peter Parker. Uh came off like he was being a little old crotchety and a little dickish. I think he wants that kid to be a kid and not to worry, worry about, about being, being Spider-Man, Spider-Man. Yeah, because yeah. he had to do that mm-hmm. and it took him a long time to get to a place where he's just okay being Spider-Man. You know like
2: mm-hmm.
1: go go talk to that girl in the pink hat that you just noticed. Well, he didn't know that. He, no, but I'm saying like yeah, that wasn't him. Go, yeah. go be go a back go be a kid. Go, yeah. go do this. I got it. Mm-hmm. A little bit maybe of I'm Spiderman. Mm-hmm. You, you can go be a kid. I got this. Two of us don't need to be I'm swinging around. I'm just glad around. he didn't actually say the words. I got this. Because he doesn't. A, that's a phrase that's oversaid quite a bit. Well, also like he's like I got this, and then Gwen Stacy dies, you know, like yeah. <laughs> I still caught her. Don't I get any credit for that? No. No. Uh, then, the, But he's offering, he's not offering that many tips to Miles Morales. He's like,
0: don't worry about me, go get the plane. Uh, you gotta get, like, he's... Well, I think that's just, it's a statement of trust at that point. Okay. Like, Pete, Pete kind of gave his blessing on Miles still being Spider-Man. Like when the universe became folded together, um, I feel like he doesn't feel the need to tutor him, but at points he might need to to father him because that's kind of how I read him, kind of be like, no, like go to school, like be a kid, do
2: mm-hmm.
0: do the things, you know? Yeah, because well, he he is Spider Man, like he he can handle this on his own. This kid needs to become a person before becoming spider-man
1: i wasn't sure where that relationship really was because i haven't read any other issues really where they interacted together and also i don't know he just came off uh, to me just old old crotchety like spider-man and not
0: the not the fun peter parker there's there's moments of lightness in that Mm
1: -hmm. uh yeah Um, especially like Oh hey, Spider Man! Can I get your autograph or whatever he says to him when he swings up to him? Yeah, I don't get that reference. Some of those references are just for me, kid. Uh, there is that likeness, but that that beginning stinger basically set off just such a like I could I should have stopped you from being Spider Man. And so that whole rest of the issue, I'm like, oh, is this him going to th- be thinking about how he should have stopped? miles from being spider i think that that scene is i'm gonna get this kid killed because it should have been just me here that kid should be at a party with a girl or that kid should be studying or with his family and instead he's hanging upside down here about to die
0: it, it was a very rush hour moment with the two of them kind of like stuck together and i don't know why i went to rush hour with it but it made me realize i need to watch rush hour again have you guys seen Rush
1: Hour? Yes, I enjoy Rush Hour. Don't watch any other ones. That Rush Hour 2 isn't bad when they go to China. Uh, yeah. Very racist. Wasn't it? huh. yeah, it's pretty bad. Huh? Don't talk uh, Don't talk about when they go to France. Because that's really I bad. I haven't seen the one that they went... I didn't know I they went that to I seen one France.
0: either. Uh, no, I, 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 I really enjoyed this book. I do want to see more of it. I just... Like I said, my complaint stands. Where it's like I just have this done in the Spider-Man book. Bendis, you're already running. Sarah Petrelli, you were already doing the art for it. Mm-hmm. There, there you go. Like,
1: uh, yeah, I can definitely see this as a mini series within the series. It makes total sense, but I, I don't know.
0: I don't. It, under- it doesn't affect my outlook on. Spider-Man or Miles Morales or Bendis or Sarah Pacelli at all. Like, I think they, they nailed it with this book. If this was like Spider-Man number one or adjective of choice, Spider-Man number one, I, I would still be hooked. I would still want to read number two. Um, regardless of this being a s- sequel to a book I never read because I didn't read the ultimate Yarn, ultimate universe, uh, after 2004, I don't remember when I stopped calling it. Uh, I, I appreciate everything that they did here, though, and I, I think it's still going to be a cool, kick-ass kind of Spider-Man story.
1: Yeah, if you said you weren't going to continue buying these, I might. If it's just, it's just a miniseries, I'll buy the rest of the
0: four, yeah, I, I you know, think four it's or five like issues. Six issues. I don't want to see cr- crotchety old Peter Parker.
1: And every time I see a young kid being Spider-Man and he's not Peter Parker, I'm just realizing how old Peter Parker is. Therefore, I realize how old I am. Uh, You need to go see Homecoming.
0: Yeah, you do. Yeah. God, that movie's heart-wrenching in parts. It's a good movie. Uh, It's really good. And I, I wish you had seen it now just so we could, like, mention... Like some of the the key points in it, but we're not gonna we're not gonna do that. But yeah,
1: it's number three in my top top five favorite Marvel movies. Oh,
0: I, oh, I thought you were just showing me your middle finger. I was just giving you
1: the finger. <laughs> <laughs> I had my I had open palm uh-huh. facing him with all my fingers extending, and I was like, and then he hey, points hey, to his hey, middle hey. finger. Number three, right in the middle. Yeah, that's pretty good. Uh, but Droids unplugged.
0: Droids Unplugged, number one.
1: Chris, um, you spent money on this.
0: <laughs> I spent money on this. Hey, I love a good Chris Eliopoulos book. No, so, so do I. Um, all these, it's three short stories, each one probably about ten pages long, um, written and drawn by Chris Eliopoulos. His style's very reminiscent of Bill Watterson's Calvin and Hobbes, so mm-hmm. take that and then make it about various droids in the Star Wars universe um, The first one is about a probe droid during episode one. Um, number two is about R2-D2, and then number three is about BB-8. They're fun stories. That If I had read these as backups in the Star Wars proper books, I'd be like, wow, this is great. I, I would love to see more of these. Spending four dollars for one issue of it I kind of felt burned on it. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm sorry, because I am remembering like 15 minutes ago and I was like, I want to buy all the Star Wars books. Star Wars is great, guys. Um, I feel like there was a better venue for these and it would have been as maybe like one or two page backups at the end of each Star Wars book where I was getting a little bit extra value for my uh, for my purchase.
1: But, but Chris, the, the BB-8 one... I believe we read in a backup of a Star Wars book. I think we read. I've read this before. I
0: think it. I think it did exist as that, but when I looked into the um, like the issue notes, I didn't see it saying like reprinted from. It says like collecting, so these might have been from other things, but it was never really overtly stated. Hmm.
1: I think they got you on this one.
0: I they they got me. But uh, that that complaint aside, what what did we think of the book?
1: It's it's a cute, quick read, which is exactly what I expect from a Chris Eliopoulos book, where it's mostly silent, it's mostly cartooning, and the cartooning's done well. Like, I love that Kelvin Hobbes-esque look. Uh, I, I, do, I, I do enjoy it. Uh, when Chris Eliopoulos does it, he does it very well. He does. It's it doesn't feel like he's aping the style. I feel like that's just how he draws, and it it doesn't get deep into the level of Kevin Hobbes It's mostly just kind of more slapsticky. Yeah,
0: it's it's of. very gaggy. Yeah, and it's fun. And though. I don't mean gaggy like choked, but I mean just like oh, like it's you know like turn the page. Hey, here's a joke.
1: And it works. And the gonk bot. Uh, I actually really found myself chuckling every time he, R2-D2 ran into the gonk. <laughs> and it went, gonk, gonk. And I'm like, I can hear, you know, you hear the sound effects in your head. hear the sound effects. And that's all I, and throughout this, since it's all the droids, that's all I did was like, what sound? Oh, that sound effect. Uh, and this sound effect. So I kept on uh, just trying to pull up the... The uh, audio clips in my own mind, and once, once I got there, I enjoyed it. Um, I again it, after the getting such so value from the free issue from the Colonel Sanders,
0: <laughs> like you know, <laughs> is that the new litmus test for comic book value?
1: Saying that this feels like it should have been, like you're saying, delivered in another way. It feels like a money grab for it to be collected. And
0: well, then even that. Sold remember, remember
1: the um. We it, what were we reading where it was the uh, Darth Vader's bot, and he kept having to clean up the room, like yeah. he kept killing people, because that was another one of his his mm-hmm, his. Yeah. Problems. Like, why wasn't that in here? You know, like you could have fit. So many so many more of these backup stories that he's obviously been doing. Instead through, of it being a single issue, maybe collect them all in a trade and make that trade like, or just like a double size issue. Yeah, you know, and then and then charge the four bucks for it or whatever. Um, I like that they said, "Hey, it was Darth Vader number one, I believe." I uh, think I think so. Where he's the Jedi killer. Yeah, and yeah, where he, he's being sent off by Emperor Palpatine to create his own lightsaber lightsaber, where he has to steal it and then pour all the anger to turn it red yeah Yeah. uh but yeah i'm like you could you could have taken all of those ones he's been doing and do it or just say people have been loving this let's give him new content because as soon as i started reading that bb8 one i was like i think we read this and then i keep it was probably a poe dameron number one yeah and then I, i keep reading it and i'm like i I've read this? Mm-hmm. Um but it is fun. I like his, I love his I, I really do love his art style. There's just something like homey about it and it just makes yeah. you makes you feel happy. I don't know what it is. You but, want to cuddle up, drink some coffee on a Saturday morning. Yeah, well, you know bowl of serious. Like, like, I, I feel yeah. like
0: Chris Eliopoulos was probably one of those kids growing up that read Calvin and Hobbes and then learned to draw by tracing like those those strips, and then just kind of like that became his de facto style, and like nothing against that because there's such heart to that comic, and I think if you have to look at anything and then be like, no, this is this is what I want to do. Calvin Hobbs is such a great example of how a comic strip should be done. Uh, um, so, so yeah, why not? Why not bring that into? your life and then your style
1: and then things that you like like star wars yeah uh
0: yeah
1: i i feel like um this it should have had for the price that you paid even if you paid 3.99 it should have had more stories in it because he's already he's to me i i just feel like i didn't read the star wars books where these backups were in it and i got two that i haven't I haven't read before and one that I had where it would well, been better I'll, if there was like also four or on, five.
0: on this too. I, I bought this book just seeing it as like a droids one shot. So I was like, Oh, it's going to be about, you know, the star Wars droids. Like that, that'll be a, a good read for the show. I didn't realize that it was going to be what it was. Three different stories. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I thought it was going to be like an, like an, like just an annual kind of a thing. So yeah, I f- I feel you. I feel Agreed. like you got taken for a ride, but I, you got taken for a ride. I, it, I, the I, the, I, the content is still good.
0: I feel like I got taken for a ride, but it basically got me where I want to go anyway. So I was like, <laughs> all right, well, thanks.
1: <laughs> Talking but about yeah. thanking people, I'm going to thank Southern Tier Brewery. We're, uh, producing these one off, like, series. They're beers. backwater series. These, they're back. Oh, well, thank you, John. They're backwater series. I want to thank you, too, uh, <laughs> for correcting me. Thank you. Uh, this is their thick mint that John and I are drinking now. I've, I've been in the mood for something desserty. Uh, honestly, I didn't eat all that much today. Like, I ate a bag of frozen. Chris and I had a similar thing. I had a penne pasta, like frozen vegetable dish that came in a bag, came in a pouch, steamable in the bag. From uh, nothing
0: wrong with heating it.
1: Yeah, just ate that. Uh, so I was like, oh, I kind of want a desserty thing after, especially after that sour. I'm like, ooh, now something sweet would be nice, uh, but not overly sweet. Mmm. And this, that's thick mint to a T. This is an imperial stout. A dessert beer brewed with chocolate and mint. Uh, that's what it says on the label. This was bottled back on uh, March second, two thousand seventeen, and this is perfect right now. Like, uh, yeah, this is drinking beautifully. I'm not a huge, I'm not a huge mint fan. I do enjoy a thin mint uh, cookie every now and then, and this is thin mint. Careful, the beer. The girl, stickouts will sue us. Uh, They are very litigious. They earned that badge. This is, this is thick mint. No way compared to a little Girl Scout cookie. This tastes just like a Girl Scout cookie. No. For especially coming in at at 10%.
2: Ooh.
1: uh, I'm going to sleep You You don't get... I'm going to drive home well. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) You can sleep here. (laughs) I got got shit to do. Uh, (laughs) I got shit to do and wives to fuck. Uh, (laughs) Let's... Um, this is, this is, it's really good. Uh, a lot of their dessert beers, I think, are usually a little too sweet. I think letting this sit, uh, as Chris said, having maybe let it sit, if it, if it has that sat, it will probably be better than his experience of having it fresh. Uh, and I think...
0: I I had it fresh. I, I want to say I had it on the show. Uh, I'm not 100% sure on that, but when I had it, it was, like, a really dark chocolate malt up front, and then, like, a really just strong almost kind of pungent mint mm. that followed it up like right away it's like you take a sip and then you're like oh chocolate and then it's like ah oh, the mint burns it away
1: uh no this is really well balanced this is yeah nice this is and mellow perfect it's still a really dark rich chocolate and that mint just kind of wisp in at yeah, the end and it it it's just, just it's there it's all aftertaste all aftertaste it's it's not a bad mint. I, I kind of want to say it's like after brushing your teeth, but it's not that like horrible mint aftertaste. But it's that lingering mint. Lately. It's like taking a bite of a thin mint cookie. No, because thin mints, the, the thing is, is you get that last you long. get this nice chocolate, and then all of a sudden, like this little breeze comes through of mint. That's like, hey, want to go skiing? And you are like, hey, that sounds <laughs> great, but uh, I, I I don't actually want to go skiing, but. You make me think of the Alps.
0: Mm. Um, Cause see, I've seen this at my beer store since I had it originally, but I, I kind of passed it up because I, mean, I, I drank the entire four-pack of it. I clearly enjoyed it. But for that kind of Blackwater series, creme brulee, man... I, I love that beer, so You're, I would I would are, buy that. You Narby are the minority.
1: Button. We've been buying the beer to age so it doesn't taste like how it's supposed to taste. Because
0: <laughs> we love I, it. I love creme brulee. We like, just love it
1: 18 fresh. months after, I don't mind. Uh,
0: um, but if you put two of them in front of me, like right now if I had to choose between a creme brulee and then the Thickman, I would just go for the creme brulee, and it just might be my personal taste. I like more of that kind of caramel than... Um, What's a, like one? Uh, peppermint. Peppermint's kind of my least favorite mint. I've always been a spearmint guy. I don't know if that's a thing, if that says anything about me, but, you know, read deeper into that if you want, listener. But,
1: it says you're a Ravenclaw. That's what it says. Hey,
0: I am. I have, I have a tattoo that proves it. Um, but the, again, like, even when I had it, I was like, this is still really good, but, oh, my God, that mint burned.
1: Mm -hmm. uh it's like
0: someone took a bunch of york peppermint patties crushed them up and then tried to torture me by just like stuffing them in my face
1: see i i i hate mint i'm not a i don't mind a thin mint cookie uh i don't really i i don't really go after like peppermint uh candies or peppermint gum or um anything really but if i were to be if I knew I could still find a thick mint out on the shelf. I would go buy one. I would drink this again. I would have this with a s'more around a campfire. Like, that just sounds absolutely delicious to me. Um, and creme brulee, I will, I, I, I've bought some every year and I'm just sitting on them to age and age and age and age to get to the point where, uh, it's a great vanilla stout, and no longer a creme brulee stout. Um, but uh, I'm not a huge fan of the Backwater series. I think the the best thing they, aside from this, the best thing they had done recently was the orange chocolate, which I thought oh, that was looks
0: good too. I forgot which, about it's that one. Coming
1: back out again? Yeah, it's out right now. Oh, jeez, it's too early for that. Uh, the salted caramel. Is I, I see next. that
0: more of like a holiday beer. Uh,
1: they should put it out for Christmas. Mm-hmm. but yeah. they I mean they have a dessert beer every couple months I mean this came out this came out in March.
0: Why did you became like Michael Caine when he said that
1: <laughs> he did, every he did
0: couple months. every couple
1: months but uh it's your father's car. It's your father's Now I need to go into Batman. (laughs) (laughs) And I didn't want to go to Batman because I thought with Chris uh, going into DuckTales would be better. But you know I love a
0: beer to talk about. Oh Chris, what are you
1: drinking? (laughs) You you silly man over there Uh, in Florida um, dying of heat. Also from modern times beer.
0: Also from modern times beer, I have their Blazing World, which they call a hoppy dank amber. Mm. Um this has 85 IBUs, a straw of 11, which signifies it as an amber, a uh, final gravity of 1.008, brewed with Simcoe, Nelson, and Mosaicops. The malts are two-row Munich and Midnight Wheat. Um, this is fantastic. This is probably, like, my favorite of the four beers that I've had from them. I have the fifth one still in the in the fridge. I'll probably open it like when we're half through uh paul's books uh everything about this beer is fantastic it's definitely like a nice hoppy amber and then halfway through it like across your palate you just get that nice kind of like wet dank hop and you you're just like ooh, bitter hop i like and then it kind of fades out more into i'm trying to think how to describe the malt but it's more like um like a dry grass, and I know that's weird to say, but it's like it's like eating straw. It's like a starchy kind of oh. dryness. But Th- you this like is it. really good.
1: But you Sorry, like it's 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 what you said, but in a good way. Because I was like, <laughs> okay, ooh, like straw. Okay, grassy kind of earthy tones. I am liking that. I'm liking that. And then you're like, huh. But thank you. And I'm like, you, ah, yeah. You kept that. listing it into something that's like, well, that doesn't sound good at all. No, it's... Ah, it's but that's the thing. It's like straw. It's like straw and dry and dust.
0: This beer is basically fighting one of the Saiyans in Dragon Ball Z where it has like three forms. And like, you come in and it's like, uh, dank Amber! Hoppiness! Straw! Like, this it so- takes like 14 episodes for it to happen, but... <laughs> This beer is like fantastic. Um, it power
1: levels up. over 9,000?
0: I, I would say it's over 5,000. I think when I rated this one on, on tap, I put it at a four. I can't remember. Um, I haven't checked into the last two beers, so I can't remember what I put them at. I I really enjoy this beer. If I go to the beer store um, Saturday, I'm off. So I was probably going to buy a beer for the next show. If I see more of this, I'm buying it like flat out. $10 for a four pack of this. This would just be like my go-to, like get home from work drinking beer. It's it's got everything I like in a beer, but not necessarily everything that I search for because I always go more for like darker like porters and stuff. So, like that's kind of my wheelhouse, but this is this is just great.
1: Well, I'll have to have one in October. I,
0: lo- I, I don't lo- know why I don't know why you said it so mean, but
1: <laughs> I was like, um,
0: if they don't have it here. I might I'll buy a four pack and I'll just put it in the back of the fridge.
1: You don't have to save I mean you don't have to save me one. if I can't get it I can't get it, but
0: I'll try. I'll try to save it. But you know, who knows what happens when you get home and you don't have anything to drink. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Uh just wanna say, modern times beer, San Diego, California, Blazing World. Good job. I really enjoy this.
1: You know what I really enjoyed? I really
0: enjoyed
1: uh well my I didn't really enjoy any of the books that I picked up. But out of them all, I probably enjoyed DuckTales Number no. 0 from IDW Press the best. Uh, let's see here. Let me get the issue information here. Uh, credits. It was written by Joe Caramanga and art by Ginefranco Leo Paolo Capinotti, Andrea Greppi and Roberta Zanata. I butchered all those names equally. So, Paul, I think you're you watch. need to
0: try to say them with an Italian accent? No. No, that can would, you try for me? Well, that would be
1: even more insulting.
0: As your as your friend, can you try?
1: Because my Italian accent is just Mario. I and mean, Mario's already You just you just, you just said all their names as if Italians. you had spaghetti in your mouth. Let's <laughs> Let's hear <see> it. <laughs> woohoo! 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 I'm-a-gonna-win!
2: Joe! Joe!
1: Joe! not going to the book. See? I told you. Uh, it's horrible. Horrible. So uh, this is two different uh, stories of uh, the the Huey, Dewey, and Louie trying to strike it rich. Well, one more so than the other. And Donald Duck uh, trying to look over these misguided miscreants of their Mis- They're his nephews. nephews? But they're also... Whose kids are they? I don't know. Chris, you the Disney fan, you probably would know. I don't think it's is it um, ever really
0: mentioned. It's never stated. They're just his nephews.
1: Yeah, they're just his nephews. Uh, and the first story, we get them trying to uh, paddle their way over to a little mud island inside of this you know, little lake that's really large, but only two feet deep. And that's why it's the a little lake, because it's so shallow. Which has over 22 different species of sponges. Who knew? It's a lot to soak in, guys. Because um, that's the joke they make. Which I enjoyed the puns, because it reminded me of the Disney Jungle Cruise. The one thing that is kind of yeah, fun...
0: Uh, even the boat looks like a Jungle Cruise boat.
1: So that's a Disney ride, people, in the Disney World. And these are the redesigns of the characters for the new DuckTales series. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, the re personalities because we each one has their own... because Huey and Dewey and Louie were always just kind of like interchangeable. <laughs> yeah, you know which one? Yeah. Now you got one of them. The one wearing green is obsessed with earning money and getting treasure. Uh. Uh.
0: And this kind of came out during D twenty three where they're always listed as Huey, Dewey, and Louie, so they just kind of said, like, well, that's, that's their birth order. So Huey's, like, the first child, so he's the good one. Uh, Dewey is the middle child where he's always trying to prove himself, so he's, like, the first to, like, run off into adventure. And then Louie is, like, the baby who just doesn't care, and he's just, like, kind of out to make a buck, but he's gonna do it the easiest way possible. Hmm. He's the one wearing green um yes he uh, Hue- in red dewey's in blue Louis in green
1: mm. and they all look different they they have they're wear they're they're not just wearing that same stock shirt just in a different color um they have different hairstyle, <laughs> yeah, I thought these were fun. the one thing is like i I thought that Donald was a little too intelligible like what? he doesn't it doesn't sound like he's like yeah you know with so, that kind of voice he he is just speaking in a normal like a normal voice and even trying to read it like in a donald voice in my head i was like well it doesn't it's not they're not trying for that in this um and the thing that i always liked is like donald was supposed to be such like uh he was supposed to be more of an adventurer and this is just the guy who's Try,
0: like, he's <laughs> not making
1: the buck. I, I uh, gotta make a I, living. I gotta make a living. I got these three kids I gotta feed, and they keep getting me fired. Wait, he's a taxi driver on Mars? Yeah. <laughs> Shit, I don't have any kids. That's <laughs> line of that movie. <laughs> of course, I'm referring to uh, Total Recall. Taxi driver from Total Recall. <laughs> Man, I always thought. It is so stupid that he's using two his two hands on those boobs because one of them is a fake hand. He should have a fake hand on one boob and then his two real hands on the other two boobs. Then he's
0: feeling like three boobs. Total recall. Watch out for that middle boob, though. I feel like you can't trust it.
1: Can't trust it. That's the name of the title. That's Me. The, can't trust it. Can't trust it. Uh, 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 uh. I wanted to do... I, there was another one that you mentioned, John, but we can't put that as the episode title because it's not... Got things to do, and wise to fuck. Like, <laughs> can't make that the episode <laughs> title. Got shit to do, and wise to fuck. Can't do it. Can't be the episode title.
0: Anyways, back to our <laughs> Disney comic book. Yeah.
1: No, it's an ID to W comic book. But
0: for Disney. DuckTales. It's weird, like Disney's licensing this kind of stuff out when they own Marvel. They can't.
1: Why not though? You know, why not? you know, make their money everywhere. Uh, I enjoyed this. It it didn't feel it didn't feel necessary. I would have liked to have watched these as a DuckTales episode. Um, this is pre DuckTales though. Before Huey, uh, and Louie go to yeah, the- and this
0: is zero issue and. I'm going to jump in and say it, it bothered me that it was called DuckTales, but I don't get any Scrooge McDuck in here.
1: And especially, like, you see his hat. Like, you, yeah, you that first page, you're like, eh, Uncle so Scrooge.
0: Uh, the other thing that's like, driving. I, when I see DuckTales, I think, okay, it's, it's going to be Scrooge McDuck taking his kids in a lunch pad on an adventure and, you know, he might fight the Beagle Boys. There might be some shit going down. Definitely a money bin. Uh, I still really enjoyed this book. And it kind of got me more excited for the cartoon that's actually I think debuting this week. It comes out soon.
1: Uh, I think it's this week because DuckTales is are the new characters that you can get in uh, Disney Emoji Blitz. You got Uncle <laughs> Scrooge, you got uh, Launchpad, you got um, uh, Darkwing Duck, and um, the, uh, the the female cousin, Webby. Yeah. Hi. Uh, can I just read you guys real quick uh, just my final thoughts on this book and the thing that I'm actually... Oh,
0: when you said read, I was like, is this going to be a surprise uh, dramatic reading? But
1: okay. Kind of. It's in uh, the Crosstalk uh, in the regular Duckburg slash Mousetan update. Uh, this is probably my favorite part of this book. It says, uh, Hey, competition is tough in a month with three issues full of treasure. Four, if you count Tangled, the series, Adventure is Calling full of hair-raising new uh, tales of Rapunzel and Eugene. I didn't know there was a Tangled comic book out there that I now have to go out and purchase. Are, are you, yeah, Paul, it's because you, you're 35, your 35 years old. I'm sorry, you're 34 Tangled's years good, old.
0: Man. Tangled's really good.
1: I haven't seen the uh, new issue, new episodes. The cartoon? The cartoon.
0: Uh, but I'm Paul? adding this to my cart right now. Paul, this is just discussion between you and me. Uh-huh. Nobody's listening. John's not there. I actually just uh, watched the movie for the first time last night. It's only like fifty minutes long. It's it's the tangled. Like it's it's got it. What movie? Uh, tangled before Ever After. Oh, uh, they're doing, they're doing a cartoon series on um, Disney Channel right now. It's kind of continuing the story, mm-hmm. but they did a special one hour movie to kind of set it up. It's it's tangled. Like the characters are there, it's got songs. Maximus is still a boss, like it's it felt great.
1: Alright. So Tangled the series, uh from ID from D C uh, from ID to Hope You and Disney Comics is in pre order right now. It's seven ninety nine. Uh guess what I'm doing? I'm pre ordering it. <laughs> because uh yes. You know what? Because on the phone I'll, bonus- I'll just
0: pick for uh, the list or to look back. Yeah. And- because
1: Well, one of the things is, um, on the Blu-ray, there's those Flynn Rider shorts, and those are great. The uh, Tangled series, they apparently played in the commercial bumps on the Disney Channel, I guess, before this movie came out, or as the movie was out in theaters. Those are fun. Uh, So I'm looking forward to more of that another book that i purchased and now i have to get out of this section and back to my books that i have purchased already uh guys which one do you want to do first batman or Ooh, Superman? Batman. <laughs> let's,
0: let's talk about batman again for
1: some reason let's talk about the metal guys so uh, many metals so dark days the casting number one uh written by snyder and tinian art by a cavalcade of superstars and, uh,
0: and also John Romita Jr.
1: Mm-hmm. And this is what I yeah. Uh, and uh, this is what I want to say about this book. Uh, I read the first part with uh, Hawkman and Hawkwoman walking through a museum, and then some guy breaks out a knife, and they're like, "Woo!" And then it flashes over to a ironclad Batman fighting like a griffin, and then Wonder Woman shows up gives him a flaming sword that he tucks into his belt Mm -hmm. and i said who could give a fuck and i stopped reading i just was like nope i give up this is the i'm done this i can't do this this is too much and half of it was the ramita art and half of it was him tucking a flaming sword into his belt it's still on fire in his belt. I don't get it. And I just said, nope. It's I'm an done. asbestos suit, John. He's fine. Oh, and then, like, I as thumbed. As long as he doesn't breathe in the fibers of the asbestos, he won't die of cancer. He's I, fine. I thumbed over one more from that and saw, like, Hal Jordan talking to Joker, and I was like, nope, I'm done. I can't. I'm this, I don't care. I don't care. Who could care? Who could care? I'm sorry if you guys read the whole thing. You're dumb. I did. I did. You should have stopped. It. stopped. It's fine. Uh, remember how the metagene was a thing back in the day? No, no.
0: No. Metahumans.
1: Metahumans. And there was an active metagene, and that's why people became superheroes and got John, superpowers.
0: John, they're called that because of a bizarre metal in their blood.
1: Yeah. And the guy that this found the metal could only type in four characters in the program so we left, got left with meta because they couldn't type the L who could care that's the thing with the series right now it's the over explanation of things that nobody needs an explanation for the whole idea and it's, so it's that bad thing of like oh we need to explain the metagene plus throw in the spider man like bad explanation of the totem because there's the three animal tribes of the hawks yeah the something the bats and the bats and the
0: bats are all yeah the other one's never like really stated
1: it's like the wolves or something it's like wolves or dogs you know Okay. I'm I'm just th- thumbing through this book. Uh-huh. And it's got like joke. No no you're, you're, you're John, it's, you're using your metal f- middle finger to thumb through the book. Oh,
0: his middle finger does he have the the metal in his blood. <laughs> he's the meta- metal it. in
1: my blood. He's meta fingering it. Uh yeah. this oh my god. So like Joker's like just like hitting a machine with a crowbar. Yeah. Of and course. then like Hell, Jordan. A fucking Green Lantern is like, hey, stop it, and then he slugs him in the face
0: with a crowbar? Because his his ring's not working because of the metal.
1: Yeah, That's in the cave.
0: This book, I... I, It's James need, I need to center myself for a second before I start. I'm hurt every single time I read something from Scott Snyder's like, this is what I've been building for since I started on Batman. No, like, this this reads so much as like an afterthought of like, Hey, how can we tie in everything that's ever been said or stated in the DC universe into a Batman story? It, it all seems so shoehorned in. It doesn't seem like a Batman story. I don't read Batman to have him getting a sword made by the forge of the gods that he's going to trade to Talia for some reason for a Shazam sword. It's so dumb.
1: Because it's the eighth Metal Sword
0: made by Hephaestus. Paul, Paul, Paul.
1: I'm saying this
0: directly to you, and I hope you tell Scott Snyder this. This is just dumb.
1: It's telling... It's it's a filler story because, you know what? It doesn't matter because next year it's all going to reset when the stupid button, whatever that is, resets the DC Universe that got set up with the Watchmen coming over into
0: the DC it, universe. It, and it, it took a character that I want to know more about with Duke Thomas. Who? And it just, it you. made him crappy because, like, the only reason Batman has him around now is because he also has the metal in his blood.
1: The meta-metal. Oh. Well, the nth metal. Are you talking about The Signal?
0: Mm-hmm. That's his name.
1: That's gonna be his call sign? The Signal? The Signal.
0: Well, he doesn't, he doesn't the have bat any, Signal. Is, is that his, like, upcoming name? Yep. Bat-Signal. Oh. It doesn't it, matter. It's, it's all going to reset. Eight months from now. The only part of this book I actually enjoyed reading was, like, the few pages with the Joker in it, because it does... It does kind of factor more into the Scott Snyder Batman stuff. Like, it does kind of fill in those holes. It's like, no, like, why do we have multiple Jokers? It leads into that. But then everything else around it, it's so dumb. <laughs> Who could it's care? Just, there's, it's just dumb. Like, I hated reading The Forge. I was surprised when Paul bought the casting to bring to the table, and I was like, okay, well, you know, maybe this one's better. It's not. And then, like, in the back where it's like, and be sure to check out the medal from Scott Siner and Greg Poole. I don't care if Greg Poole stepping on art now. The re- it, and that's, it, I don't, why are you defending
1: this book, book. Paul? It's all I want to know. Originally when they teased that it was, like, evil Batman going to to divulge onto the dc universe and like try to conquer the dc universe i'm like oh cool a bunch of different and i thought it was going to be what before i bought this book it was before those teaser images came out of the different batman but paul we read the other i bought that other book that we all hated why did you buy the next because sometimes i want to see because the office right but Paul, but Paul, okay, you say what, it all the time you're like, oh, I just looked it up on I just looked it up on Wikipedia and read what it
0: was. I wanted to see how. What it bothers ended. me about this book too is we again we have three artists we have Adam Cooper, uh, Jim Lee, and then John Romita Jr. Handling the issues. And as soon as you get to the John Romita part, it's just Batman dressed in his normal shit, and it's like, does he not care that Batman's supposed to be wearing armor? And then it's like, why do I care that he didn't draw Batman wearing? wearing armor this book's stupid i shouldn't have read it paul i'm sorry you bought it john i'm sorry you read it uh, like, Those uh, are the I, pages.
1: I, I actually I, I was interested by the hawkman stuff and then it was like two you, more two more pages and, and I, I was do like do you keep
0: no. putting hawkman in too and i feel like it's like well we need an old character that's been around and has something to do with metal uh, okay yeah it, it, seems, it all seems just so shoehorned and pieced together to try to make the story matter that it seems so piecemeal that I don't care. I don't need an overarching I, reason I don't for, care.
1: The, the, for the DC universe to exist.
0: Like, yeah, and then you have fucking, You have Hal Jordan giving Duke Thomas a fake green lettering, like, here you go, this is a replica. So Duke Thomas can make the machine that he sees because he has the metal in his blood that Batman can be like ugh Psycho Pirate's mask other things made out of metal this is the key fucking dumb stupid god
1: it's just the deputy deputy ring was a thing from the silver age though
0: hell Jordan used to give those out left or right and center from the silver age but Paul, also done by Jeff Johns in Black Knight, but it was done in a way that I was like, Whoa, this is awesome. Like this this is really well done. Like, it makes sense. Here, it's like three panels of like algebraic, hey, here's a ring. He literally this, tosses it to him. This
1: seems like it's Scott Snyder trying to be Jeff Johns. And Jeff Johns can't even be Jeff Johns anymore. Like he had he had his run at being Jeff Johns and now it's just like, Hey, that guy used to be Jeff Johns. Now that it, guy is Charles Soleil. <laughs> Oh, soul.
0: oh god, such a better book Thank this... you, let's move <laughs> right?
1: right,
0: I cannot close out a Batman it... podcasting casting soon enough
1: It's awful And who could care It's all gonna reset anyways In eight months, it doesn't matter uh, I think that's half the problem of DC right now His... No, even Marvel of, of me as a comic book fan Even if they try to do something now It's like, what does it matter? It's gonna get reset. It's, it's twelve it's, issues. I got twelve not, issues of this, and then the new it's, number It's one not comes even out. gonna happen. And even like issue two of the One Avengers was like when they, when Rogue was leading her Avenger group. They it was issue two, and they already were soliciting for the the relaunch of the book. And I'm yeah. like, why would I even read this book then if it, none of it matters? And it does. It feels like none of it matters when it used to, everything mattered. <laughs> I don't know. Astonishing X-Men. Another team with Wolverina. Um that no, no.
0: there was a Nightwing limited series coming out. I don't know if you guys have seen this yet. Um it takes place in the future where superhumans have been uh, uh, I know baby, I feel the same way. Um I don't know if you could hear Bagira just
1: Yeah, flying. we could yeah. they can't read uh <laughs> <Yes>. metal too. <laughs>
0: She knew what I was about to talk about because she saw me do my poll list. Um, Superhumans have been outlawed because of Nightwing leading up a government-funded group called the Crusaders. It's dumb. It's like a six-issue miniseries that's not going to have any weight to it. But Why is it there? Why is this a thing?
1: I I can understand if there's a writer out there that's been pushing the series, pitching the series, pitching the series, and you're resetting it anyways, let him write that book. Maybe it becomes an evergreen but title. Here's the thing because is- if it doesn't exist in an actual continuity, and it becomes an evergreen title that some that one person loves, great. happy for you. You love it, put it on your shelf as a collected issue, collected thing, and love it forever. Awesome. Honestly, Starman, like, that series did not matter. It does not matter. It had tie-ins to stupid Starman, Starman One one Million. It had tie-ins with Zero Hour. It had all those stupid that people were probably like, "Oh, this issue doesn't matter." But guess what? I love it. I love it in the yeah. But those are excellently written books. This one doesn't. We don't think it's excellent, late, but it's it. like it's it's like when they took uh, Kingdom Come. Kingdom mm-hmm. Come came out. It wasn't a. It was oh, this is blah 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 the future. And then they let us know like, hey, that is your our uh, the the future. And they t- do those tie ins, and you're like, man, that's really cool that they did that, and it all ties in, and you can see that that could be the future. And Jeff Charles was running through and tying it in left, right, and center. You know when he started doing that? When he knew it was all going to reset because he was already. That was Grant like that Wilson. was back when he was doing um JSA and stuff like they were br- he was bringing in those characters then but justice society of america when it was relaunched again like literally he brought gog back and did all that stuff when he knew like when that when he had like the end point of that series because it was all going to get canceled and then the new D.C. was going to happen, but it was it was it or leading, 52 was leading up happen. to new fifty two. Those were great stories. Those were interesting. Those because were tying in that stuff. This is making and nonsense.
0: There's only I, I feel like those stories too are evergreen though, mm-hmm.
1: because you know like, why? Because they're a third chapter. They're the fine. They're the third. What is it? The third scene. The third not scene. What is it? Third. A third act. Third act. There, you're finally you're allowing the the writers of comic books to finally write a third act, which can't happen, can't actually happen in a comic book. And those can become then you have a book tale, book ends, and you can sell it off, and those can become evergreen. This I hope is isn't the third act,
0: but it's it's. But I I feel like everything else. that the has done is, is, is it's so it stands so well. It's like, hey, here's here's yeah. Batman. Like it it stands as a great Batman story. Mm-hmm. When I was living in Michigan, I got my friend Elliot hooked on Batman. Yeah. By Lord I literally like, owls, we were talking about game. comic books, and I was like, hey, Batman's really good right now. And I I left work, walked across this, uh, the mall to the Barnes and Noble there, bought him the hardcover version of uh, Scott Snyder's like Volume One, and it was like read this and he's been reading batman ever since like he still texts me like batman like he sent me a picture of like from the concept art of the men and i was like uh
1: <laughs>
0: and he are like don't don't it's and, a like, crap. i i haven't i haven't responded back yet because i don't want to be like yeah i'm sorry like i don't i don't know how to like end that conversation
1: the metal does not need to exist. It's, it's dumb. It's poorly. It's it's poorly written. It doesn't make sense. It's stupid. It's it's a half idea that's getting published. Yeah. Where's the rest of it? It shouldn't be published. It shouldn't be there unless there's they a, had nothing. They had. If they had nothing else to do, then they shouldn't have done it. And if, if this was the best that he could come up with, they should have said. You did some great work before, buddy, and we give you kudos. But then we got bullshit like the like Neil Gaiman, like Batman run, where it was the, oh Alfred, I've been the Joker all along, like. Well, that, that was a one good, shot. There would no, it was two issues, and they were oversized, and they cost six ninety nine, both issues. It was why. Why are you defending the medal? Are you defending your purchase? No. I don't I'm not, understand I'm it. not defending it. I'm just saying the, the, the mentality of the publisher, why it exists. I don't like that it exists. I understand why it exists because the publisher has an open time frame and they have artists and a... A writer that they can slap on the book and trick me into buying because I'm like ah, I'm just not on. looking
0: forward to the August look back where Paul makes us read the metal number <laughs> one.
1: I forgot
0: because it's. Uh, coming listen, out.
1: listen, listen! I'll buy your books for you for the rest of the month. <laughs> nope,
0: because <laughs> then I wouldn't big, end up with I, I astonishing X Men. Oh, go yeah, ahead. I went up to see if it does like something to redeem it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But hey, before we talk about Paul's fi- uh, final book. I did open up the bomber I had from Modern Times, and this is their order bill. A Dank Mosaic IPA. Ooh. Uh, riding High at 75 IBUs, a SRM of 5, which they call gold. Ooh. Final Gravity of 1.010, uh, brewed with mosaic, and a bunch of Dank hop varieties, and malts that are Turo and Optic. Uh, it's an IPA. <laughs> uh, it, it, it's not bad it's not great it's it's an IPA I feel like for the same $10 I probably could get something from Stone that's going to be a little bit more standout for either better or worse
1: under $10 from Stone
0: um well at least here it's New not bad I I much rather would have taken that $10 and gotten another uh four pack of the Blazing World the the Hoppy Amber uh but it, it's not bad like you know, when I do finally check into this on Untapped, put it at a three. Like I've had worse IPAs, I've had better ones. It's, hmm. I'll drink it. I will gladly finish this. But if I had to choose between this or the uh, the Session IPA that I didn't talk about, the Onita, I'd probably pick up the Onita because I get four cans for the same amount. Hmm.
1: Uh, Mosaic Promise from Founders in their 15 pack now ooh, nice uh they just did their centennial which is like a 7.2 percent beer in a 15 pack for 17.99 i think i like centennial hops more than
0: i like mosaic hops though Mm. uh when i I go to the beer store on saturday i'm hoping to find the uh the new barrel age the dkml because they didn't have one i went last week
1: it got pulled off the shelves in new york state
0: Really? Why?
1: Uh, because breaking New, news. New York State hadn't officially approved it, uh, so it was in the warehouses um, and was left like left on so you could order it, and got onto the shelves, and then all of it had to be pulled off
0: because why? Why wasn't it approved? Uh,
1: the thing is, is like when you send stuff in for the state to get approved, it has to have the exact. Um, if it's IBUs, I'm throwing up. A- <laughs> freaking cheer right uh, now! It has to have the exact alcohol alcohol per, per volume, and when they put the stuff out, they kind of give them like a frame of like it's gonna be somewhere between this and this. We don't know until mm-hmm. it's finally done. We, it's finally done, um, and that's why it took us so long to get uh, Doom out because it was higher than it was expected. Uh, Dick kicker malt liquor which is what that stands for. Uh, yeah,
0: that's what it stands for? Yeah.
1: Dick <laughs> I love it. Licker? D- D-K-M-L stands oh, dick for Dick Kicker. Dick Kicker. Vault well, Liquor. I'm like, I... Dick Lick? <laughs> get that pepperoni <laughs> out of my face! Give me that dick! Uh... <laughs> um, it was not on the, you, the show before. Nobody knows what you're talking about, John. You just sound like a wacko. <laughs> that wasn't on the show? No. No. <laughs> You said it. <laughs> um, but anyways, it got pulled off this. Uh, but this John, show. John,
0: yes. Did you get a four pack of it?
1: I didn't. I can. I, can, I can get you one.
0: Okay. I, I should I pause? Let me, let me see because Florida, Florida doesn't care. Florida no. don't care. Florida's where you no, you be, bath It salt should
1: be. It should be let out anytime this week or next week. They actually make you take bath salts before you buy fireworks down in Florida. <laughs> 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 chris, they make chris take them before he does the, <laughs> the show
0: going awry.
1: do you know like when bath salts first came out people that they were talking about it i thought they were actually talking about like the people are doing the stuff that they put in tubs
0: like Epsom salts? yeah i thought they were yeah. like
1: they're getting high I was like, they're getting high on that
0: yeah. i don't know oh i i really want to try dkml now
1: yeah, I, I've heard, quote-unquote, uh, good things, and then people that just didn't get it. Like, they're making a malt liquor, they're making it fourteen two like, percent It's
0: and they're
1: barrel-aging it. They're making something very unique and kind of fun.
0: And, I think the thing, like, when people hear malt liquor, they just think, like, ugh, malt liquor. But if you look at something like we had from Ithaca with Old Habit, that was a malt liquor, too. Yeah. Fantastic.
1: Still fantastic. Remember, we we drank that aged bottle. It still was good. Uh, so yeah.
0: basically, all beer is basically like a malted liquor. Yeah.
1: yeah. Um. You know, you barrel age something. You keep something on the shelf since the nineties. You pull it off, and then you uh, have Charles Soul, Soul uh, write it, and uh, Jim Jim Chung, and uh,
0: I'm so glad you mentioned the nineties.
1: Chung on art and uh, you, you get Astonishing X-Men number one. This is not your Joss Whedon is Astonishing X-Men. Oh no. This is full balls deep continuity. X-Men. Where does Charles Soule find the time to write all these books and do a, a, a masterful job writing them? Uh, he mm-hmm. gave up his day job as an actual lawyer. <laughs> that's that's how. Ah. And he's actually hired a maid service to come in and clean his house and do the dishes and he's also uh, has hired other people to do other things. He's he's signed up for Blue Apron. Hey, Blue Apron's a pretty you know, good deal. Because so he doesn't need to go grocery shopping anymore uh, for his fa- him himself and his family. Uh, you know he's he's really just. I wish you had said. A lot I wish the- you had said him, him himself and I. <laughs> I. I don't know I. <laughs> he, he also can write at home, so that travel time. That commute, you know, in New York City is horrible. No longer commuting. We've been stuck in traffic together for over eight hours today. So we understand that. <laughs> I don't know where you're getting that time. I was in the car for like an hour and 20 minutes today. <laughs> I was. In the- well, now I have to drive. Yeah, you. you I you, you- <laughs> actually drive. I have to drive a lot now. So traffic. I stand I around beat. and talk to people about beer. Yeah, well, good for you. Every, not everybody can work a dream job. Some of us just have to work a job so they can make money yeah. to pay off bills. So then the, yeah, thats then, why my wife works. So then after we're done paying off bills, I can be like, "Oh, I guess now I save for retirement, so I can die." Like, there's no point. In comic book.
0: Let's talk about comic book.
1: <laughs> Boy, you really brought me down. <laughs>
2: You know, a point, we'd all get mind controlled by the Shadow King, just like Oh, <laughs> uh, nobody
1: understands. Left, that. I, I did. <laughs> translate. Uh, he just said translate. Uh he said mind control, like the Shadow King, like in this book. And hey, let's talk about this book.
0: Uh, basically, everything that. Marvel was promising with the launches of Generation X number one X-Men Blue number one and X-Men Gold number one I feel like I finally got with the Sashing X-Men number one where it's tapping into what I actually really enjoyed from the X-Men comics in the 90s but written for today uh,
1: A whole bunch of Psylocke because I know how much I oh, Psylocke well, it,
0: it's, it's all very 90s characters with Psylocke, Rogue Bishop and Gambit but Charles Soul, like he handles them so well, and it's it's just kind of one of those stories where it's like, oh, put something in danger, and then <laughs> the team comes together. And when I'm reading, I'm like, yeah, this is very tropey, but it's tropey done well.
1: And also with '90s characters, so Bishop, Psylocke, uh, who was Rogue Beast? No, no, not Rogue and Beast. Gambit, Gambit, Gambit. Asylum and Bishop, all weird purple power, just like oh, yeah. energy power. That's... Pur- that's purple because that's the '90s for me. That's '90s X-Men comics. Uh,
0: um, but yeah, uh, so basically, turns out we're told in the beginning that someone is kind of overtaking psychic's power.
1: Well, it's, which uh, we don't notice, because most psychics live alone because they <coughs> hate hearing other people's thoughts, and they're all dying. So why was Shadow King going after those people? To get more power. Oh, he was yeah. siphoning off the power? Yeah, because like, if you yeah. look in his spider web, he has like all those kind of people ah. like bundled up, like the fly to eat later on. He was acquiring them to gain substance and get more power.
0: Um, and then he makes like a power play, and he goes for Psylocke. Yeah, And then Psylocke is able to put out a psychic call to the X-Men that are closest to her, read that as the characters we listed, plus uh, Phantom X. And, and old for man. some reason, Miss, Mystique on the cover. Is Listen Mystique on, the, on the cover? Mystique's on the cover for the issue. Yep. She yep. is. Uh, and then um, also Angel slash Archangel, because... I haven't been reading X Men. Apparently now there's like two sides of the same coin. Um, but yeah, they kind of all come to try to to rescue Psylocke.
1: Uh, <clears throat> and then they um they they rescue her, and then they all decide they oh it's the Shadow King, and they all are going to go into the uh, like the astral plane, the astral plane to then. Fight the Shadow King, who is just that kind of heavy set. Like when they show him in the astral plane, he's just that wearing a fez, big heavy set dude wearing the fez, which always was his look. But now, like his lower half of the body is a spider, and he has like the webs. He's saving people for later. But the best thing, the big reveal, is at the end. He's wearing, he's wearing a fez. He's wearing a fez.
0: Always spoilers. What do we do? Our look back. Oh yeah. Oh. Didn't say that at the beginning. This time.
1: Um. Well he is. breaks he breaks open one of these little pod things, you know he breaks it open he opens up this safe and there lies Professor X all chained up in a wheelchair when I started reading this book I opened up and it opened to that page so the whole book I'm like all right yeah it's just like a it's something um, bad professor X it's probably Shadow King like I'm like I'm like ah mm-hmm man like it 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 took the air out of my balloon like they blew the sugar off my cookie i just was like ah, it's oh, okay the sugar off my cookie the the the, the like the, the the pink mutant powers really pop on the page it's all over the place they're purple? the coloring purple right. purpley pink
0: are they pink have i been misreading no they're these? like they're purple no, they're, they're they're purple but yeah okay, i can see pink, pink.
1: um well, congratulations for you, Chris, being able to see pink. Not all of us <laughs> can do that, all right?
0: Uh, well, well, thank you. Um, as I accept my reward, I would like to thank the rods and cones.
1: <laughs> in your eyes, for not being misshapen. All right.
0: Cool. Um, you guys aren't here, but to accept my re- uh, reward, I held held up my pint glass with my uh, my IPA in it.
1: Oh, mm-hmm. your
0: IPA. I oh, feel I didn't even
1: there. mean that, but uh, okay. Um, yeah. I think the book I think the book works it's the best X it's the best book that we've read out of this new relaunch of the x-men books uh, I didn't like really any of them um, there's two people in this book that I feel like if they weren't in the book at all old man Logan and Phantom X I'd be even happier with this book
0: Yeah, I, I don't care about Phantom X at all but I feel like at this point since he did the Death of Wolverine stuff, Charles Sowell's like, no, nobody else can write Logan or Wolverine until I say so. Uh, um, if he if Logan wasn't there, my thoughts of this book wouldn't change.
1: Yeah. I I I personally I don't really even know who Fanamax is. Like he's popped up here or there. I know really nothing about him. Um, what I do like is He's dead cool, but gambit. instead of being stupid, he's instead of being crazy, he's gambit. Uh, this is my best friend, gambit. He's only my best friend because he owes me money, and I will keep him alive until he can pay me that money back. Like I, I, uh, I understood and I kind of liked this character in here, mm-hmm. but yeah, I you took you took those two out, it'd still be like the same book. They didn't do anything in this huh. book really. Um, I thought it was fun. I I would I wouldn't pay for issue two, but I would probably maybe at one point, if I had nothing better to do, read it. You guys know one of my favorite things in comic books is, and also in any kind of media, is bringing the team together. Uh, this is a book that's bringing the team together, but this feels more like a bringing the team together a la D and D. Like it's yeah. like. There's a big bad, I'm calling all of my adventurous friends to come help me. Like, it seems all kind of, like, the overall reason to come together and be a group and a team again. And also, especially with Phantom X being like, no, I'm here to keep this guy alive because he owes me money. It feels like very, oh, what did you write on your character sheet? Yeah. Oh, you're this guy? This is why you're actually going to be part of this team. Uh, it feels... Very D&D-esque. I agree. I agree wholeheartedly cool. with that. Uh, no, it, it, it's a, the reason why these characters uh-huh. are brought together, which is better than, like, just, the you know, uh, this is the Jubilee book, uh, Generation X, like, just throw a bunch of characters at it. Like, uh-huh. at least they've explained why this team is coming together and why they are all there.
0: Uh-huh.
1: It makes more uh-huh. sense.
0: The whole time I was reading this book I was <clears throat> very much reminded of just Uncanny X-Men in the 90s written by Chris Claremont art by Jim Lee because it's such like a 90s team and the story like it's a random group of X-Men coming together to fight the Shadow King to save Professor X it mm-hmm. it's so 90s except it doesn't have the Oh, let me send out a a psychic message to my fellow X-Men and see who comes to answer. <gasps> Guys, I'm, I'm, I'm receiving my, a psychic message. I'm sending out my butterfly message to the X-Men. I hope someone comes to find me. Oh, I've received this weird message. It appears to be psychic. Who's this from? This is everything I like about 90s X-Men minus the Chris Claremontness of it.
1: Because, Chris, you hated I, I, the I, I, Dark, Dark Phoenix
0: point. saga. I remember, because okay. he gave me shit. I, I hated Dark Phoenix. You cut out half of the <laughs> stuff that they're saying, I might have liked that book. I feel like this is a 90s X-Men book that just kind of cuts that bullshit. Hey. I, I want to see more of this. My favorite of the X-Men Rebirth books, I don't know if they have like a title for the... Like the relaunch of everything that happened, like wh- over the last like four months. I liked X Men Blue, which was like the 1960s X Men brought to current day. Yeah, I liked the- it because it was it was very 90s X Men, where it's just like this group of superpower teenagers brought together, and it's like, oh, here's our shitty world. Let's try to be superheroes. Mm-hmm. All the other X Men books, it just seems so mired by just, like, the gravity of the writing.
1: The, the the one thing that took me out of X-Men Blue was, like, oh, they're listening to Magneto? Yeah, that... Yeah, Magneto
0: is, knows his shit, though.
1: Yeah, but then again, like, they are <clears> the 60s X-Men that are, that are being trained by Professor X to be, like, to battle against Magneto. So, yeah, I'm
0: like... Ah. But at, at that... P-
1: but that At the same also point,
0: though, it's the it's the sixties X-Men brought to you today where they're like what's going on? Magneto's the person that makes the most sense.
1: And he's a different Magneto than what he was then. Yeah. Uh, what did you guys think about this art?
0: Um I, I might be biased because I really like James Chung art. Uh, he's been one of my kind of go-to artists since he was one of the young guns over at Marvel with young Avengers um, everything he does kind of has the same look to it he's a big fan of drawing everyone from the same uh, kind of angle right but I think I think he does a good job of differentiating characters he's a very uh, very character driven artist uh, I, I really dig his artwork. I will continue to support him. I don't think this is like the best showcase for him, but again, it's an X Men book. I'm reading it. You tell me someone's Gambit. I'm like, okay, that dude's Gambit.
1: Yeah. Go ahead. I, I'm uh, going through it right now, and I'm like, yeah, everybody's like either at three quarters, you know, profile yeah. with either you know about shoulders. To neck up, you know, shoulders and headshot. <clears throat> like not many, not many full body shots of any of the characters, and also all the backgrounds, you know, are pretty stark. Like yeah. every once in a while you might have some buildings in the background, but usually it's just a single color of a grayish, uh, brownish kind of hue. Unless they're fire, you know, flying through some weird purple ener- purple slash pink energy. I think there's I think
0: the psionic energy, yeah.
1: there's some really good moments, but his art it almost feels like his art style changes between like you can look at a page and go like, Oh, that that's kinda reminiscent of this artist, or that's kind of reminiscent of this artist. But to me I see a lot of John Romita Junior in go. his art. I wanna go, uh, because there's so much more no, in detail than John Romita. Yeah. That's more. That's a lot more detailed than John Ramita. Yeah, but it looks like also, John Ramida. I, I like the oh go to, John Ramita. Since you guys to. are looking,
0: go to page twenty-two of thirty. I appreciate the fact that he draws Logan as like the tiny dude on the team. That's true.
1: Yeah, I, I think there's some really good moments, like his drawing of um of uh, Shadow King is really cool. Anytime he's using like the the energy around him, there's smoke. There's some pages where I'm like, oh, that looks like, um, that looks very, McN- like, kind of like McNiven. Yeah. Um,
0: but it just seems like... They, they page... were both young guns at the same time. Like, they mm-hmm. came into the company, like, at the same juncture. Yeah.
1: Page to page, it just feels like it's almost drawn by, it's drawn by, like, different people. And, um, I don't, I like, I, I don't mind it, but at the same time, it's like, it doesn't look like it's a consistent
0: style. Hmm. Again, I'm, I might be biased because, like, he's one of those go-to artists for me. Like, if I see he's on something, I'm like, okay, well, maybe maybe I'll check that out. So I might be, like, used to seeing it.
1: Yeah, I couldn't tell you another book I've read that he's done the art to. Hmm. I, I think it's fairly consistent. I, I'm not understanding where you're coming from, really, with – you showed me a, a panel – and I'm like, no, no, that still looks like it belongs in that book. It isn't you. If like you look that that Professor X, it? it looks aside from being uh, a little more sketchy, the way he's drawn the nose, the way the angle of the head is like it is like it's a, like John Romita Jr. took um, extra time no, to draw it. I'm
0: going to I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say no i'm gonna say you look at that professor x and he looks more david finch
1: yeah i, I can get more david well because of the sketchy hat cross with david finch as well um
0: i, I don't i'm I so tempted to send john just a panel from the uh the forge or what <laughs> yeah. is it, the casting the casting I no i can go right to it no it it reminds me of that art I, but I'm so tempted to just to send you a panel from that and be like, okay, look at this, and then compare it to that. Like, listen, uh, John
1: John Romita Jr. is the absolute worst.
0: You're just asking for it now. I'm doing it.
1: The guy can't even draw eyes that look straight. Like he has like one pupil going to the left and one going to the right. He's he's the worst artist that has ever made money in comic books. Okay, that's made money in comic books. Eh, I don't know. Uh, because there's, people, a, lot of, he's there's the worst, a lot of those crazy... He's, he's the worst artist that people think is great. Okay, he's the most overrated. Yeah, he is. He's awful. But he turns out a page count. Who cares if it looks like shit? Listen, if I knew that all you had to do was take a shit on a piece of paper and hand <laughs> it in and they'd print it, hey, I, I would be a great comic book dry artist. Then do it! Okay, power rankings. Right, listen, yes. I don't think it's in shit in the mail. <laughs> power rankings for this uh, month. Go ahead, John. Uh, power rankings. Uh, Spider-Man number one. Wow. Yep. Uh, astonishing uh, number two. Um, whoa, whoa! Even with uh, that John Romita Junior. Uh, type art. Yes, I, I, sa- I said it, 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 it. Flux is through it. I don't mind it. I think it's better than that, but. The, just the, the way he's drawing heads and faces and stuff and he does have those hash marks that make me think, you're saying Finch I'm thinking Ramita. I, I, I think we're splitting hairs uh, but I think the book was well written I think when he does do the Psylocke psychic power and the pink flowing up, I think it all looks really good um, I'd say droids, ducktails, and uh, it shouldn't even we shouldn't even have read it the casting uh, because you didn't finish it,
0: Chris, your uh, power. No, because it's awful. <laughs> um, John, I sent you an entire page, not just a panel of John Romita uh, from the casting. I, I really dug, uh, astonishing X Men number one. That's the book I want to keep up on. So I'm gonna go astonishing X Men number one, number two. I'm gonna go Spider Man, to number one, three. Uh, I'm going to go DuckTales, uh, number zero. I'm just really excited for that book. Uh, four, I'll go, uh, Droid Unplugged. Unleashed. I I enjoyed it for what it was. It's not great. I feel taken on it, but it was still a charming book. And then finally, Dark Days, the casting, number one, because fuck that book. All
2: right.
1: Uh, Since I didn't pay any money at all for it, so now I got to read it and enjoy it, I'm going Star Wars, Droids Unleashed, number one. (laughs) (laughs) My top book. Then uh, DuckTales. Then Astonishing X-Men. Then Spider-Man, number two, number one. And then uh, Batman, The Dark Days, the casting, number one. It's my last, because that book. I don't know. You're not wrong. It's it's just, but he defended it so hard. I wasn't defending it personally. I was trying to make the point of why it was getting published. Yeah, because otherwise, all three of us are just saying the same thing, and that's no fun to listen to.
0: Okay, but if all three of us are saying the same, because that's how we feel. Yeah, we could have credence.
1: Yeah, we could have wrapped up on that book a lot earlier, but we're fighting with you about it. We're fighting. All right, thanks for listening. If you have other feelings about Batman, The Dark Days, the casting, number one, or what's the book that's coming out that you're looking forward to, the special special, Chris?
0: Oh, K2SO? Casting yeah, Andor? Yeah, Star
1: Wars Rogue One.
0: Uh, that book will be readable. Cassian and
1: and K2SO special special number Oba one comes out in French and you can't read it. <laughs> I bought a Still board be a better game.
0: Better book than the casting
1: that I bought a board game on Amazon. Apparently it came from Japan. All the rules are in French. <laughs> I it's a very simple game, so it's not. It's not like a big deal that the rules are in French. So. Could you just look up English rules? I can look up English rules on BoardGameGeek.com as well. But you can look us up on iTunes, fellow listeners, and rate us and review us there, because we love them writing some reviews. We haven't gotten one in a while, which makes me sad, which makes me feel like, what's the point in living? This podcast isn't Fight Club. You can tell your friends. You should really <laughs> tell them. Make them listen. <laughs> We're charming and fun. Except when I get weirdly defensive <laughs> about the casting.
0: Apparently <laughs> so. The Vision. We're going to talk about Volume 2 next week. People like that book. I liked it.